1919, American socialist John Reed wrote a famous tale, Ten Days That Shook the World. This, ladies and gentlemen, at the start of 2022, is ten days that sums up the Raptors' season. We have a loss to Detroit. We have several brave performances against the league's big boys. And of course, we have one Scotty Barnes balling out. With me, for once in person, to discuss all of this is... Boral Agisi. Boral, welcome again to Balling in the Six. You're now in HQ. In HQ? Apparently HQ is Kamel's flat. Uh, We see how... uh, what, what it's orientated this podcast what yeah it's orientated towards but i mean the last time we actually did it in person it was uh in the middle of a park yeah um, and you was it raining was yeah raining in the middle of a park yeah. um so i think yeah maybe we're in very slightly better conditions than that this time around um but uh yeah interesting week for us i mean going into this week we did say that um we'd be fairly happy with a 2-4, and 3-3 and three record. Uh, yeah, as long as we were these. 500 and above by the end of this stretch of really difficult games. Yeah, yeah. That's perfectly fine. Um, and I think we should start with probably the first of those difficult games. It's yeah. against, I think, would you say the best team in the league or just the best team in the West? In, in the, the Phoenix Suns. The, the Phoenix Suns. Because um, their record's far, far superior to all the East teams as well. Yeah, at this point they were 31-9, and nine, of course. And yeah, they did prevail in the end. Phoenix 99-95 but it was not an easy game for the majority of it they had to overcome a six point deficit uh, going into the last quarter and essentially it was just two massive plays at the end one from Chris Paul one from Devin Booker that ended up doing it Uh, Raptors played admirably I mean you had the big three scoring Van Vliet Ananobi and Siakam now interestingly enough you didn't have Gary Trent Jr. for the majority of these games. Uh, now, one thing that we've discussed is his ability to kind of create his own shot and just nail those difficult shots out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead, he was replaced by Yuta Watanabe, who uh, he's, he's a po- he's a fan favorite. He's a podcast favorite. Unfortunately, he's not really playing that way at the minute. And I think the big donut he dropped against the oh, Suns no. kind of sums sums up what's going on. Over four from the field in 15 minutes. And yeah, zero points and minus nine on the floor. Um, in fact, I think I think we should just go on a tiny tangent about Utah. Because in his last few games, he's just not managed to deliver. He hasn't seen many minutes, of course. I mean, there was one game in particular. Um, I believe it was against Dallas, where he just did not play at all. The Raptors ran a seven-man rotation. Wow. Nick Nurse didn't even want to use Utah, yeah, which yeah. is surprising. I mean, when's the last time we ran a seven-man rotation playoffs. as well? Playoffs, playoffs. 2019 yeah, playoffs. Yeah, and even yeah, then, yeah. you know, you're bringing in Norman Powell as the seventh, so it's not <laughs> it's not that it's got such strength. Uh, but that, that's, that's um, I think, is indicative of maybe he is starting to not trust his bench, which... Which is bad. Well, I've never seen it and during his whole tenure as coach, right? Where no. he's just gone, oh, right, I can't rely on these guys. Like, they're not performing for me. So, like, he, it's almost always, what, nine or ten man? Yeah. Our rotation for well, the most part. So. Well, you remember this is meant to be a developmental season, right? You're meant to be giving the likes of Flynn, Watanabe, who's the others? Uh, Boucher, Precious, like good minutes. Yeah, yeah. But it's only Boucher and Precious that are really breaking that rotation, which is worrying, very worrying. And uh, it's funny that in um, when we signed four 10-day contracts, those we probably played more guys there. Yeah. When we when we had literally guys who were not NBA players, um, and we gave those guys minutes, and clearly he didn't see. It was fit for Watanabe to get any. No, well, game, so. let, let's go. Watanabe's recent games, he scored six points in the whole of January. 
um, in Amani. That's that's over forty minutes of play. He he made one field goal. One field goal in the whole of January. Oh my goodness me! So how many shots did he miss? Twelve, about 12, 13 shots. So he's t- so he's made one of ten in January. He's played forty minutes. Um, he's got less than ten rebounds. He's got one assist. One assist. Goodness, it's, it's not me. looking great. I mean. There's a reason. There's a reason. He has. We knew he didn't have a refined offensive game, and the Raptors obviously take a chance on players who are defense first and yeah, yeah, develop yeah, something. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is this is something else. And I'm yeah, worried. I mean, yeah. even yesterday, could it only be? It was, of course, Japanese Heritage Night in the NBA. Yeah, and I of course, know. Hachimura of yeah, course, yeah, came yeah, on, yeah. and they came on together, and it was a very nice moment. But would he have even played if it wasn't Japanese Heritage Night? Uh, I yeah, mean, there we go. that's that's the kind of thing we're saying now. Imagine saying that a year ago. And, and it's really it's out. really strange because he was the guy who balled out in that game where we, where it's like the ten the four ten day contract yeah. guys scored twenty six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we said like this could be him showing like I'm the best of the rest. Like, I am the best of the bench. Like you need to give me more minutes. But it's um, that it's that thing as some players can only do it on bad teams when there's a dominant guy. Right. You know, you look yeah. at players like even like Jeremy Grant. Something. If he wasn't on Detroit, would he be as good? Yeah, you know, yeah, players yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's a difficult. It's a, it's a, it's a bad one for the Raptors. You think he'd be the guy, a good eighth man? But yeah, nothing, yeah. nothing of the sort. But at least the rest of them did it right. I mean, as we said, Boucher off the bench. Yeah, he's, uh, he's just mean, proving to be fantastic. Now. But um, look how much we struggle from three. The twenty-one percent. But I, and I know the Suns are really good mm. uh, defensive three-point team. I have um, Mikael Bridges as laying Crowder. Yeah. Um, I mean. Chris Paul is absolutely harasses three point shooters as well. Um, so yeah, this was this was really a defensive oriented game. Yeah, and uh, well, one thing I want to bring up is the rebounds. <laughs> Forty seven rebounds to thirty nine, but that's not the big story. Twenty two offensive rebounds. That that has to be a season. That's high. absurd. That has to be a season. Nine, high nine for Boucher off the bench. Yeah, that's up. a sixteen rebound game from Boucher. Champagne yeah. five off the bench. By the way, he's kind of replacing Utah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But no, 22 offensive rebounds. I mean, that's what kept the Raptors in it in the end. Which we've never ever said before. No, the rebounding is what kept the Raptors in it, yeah. I mean, even Ken Birch, he didn't have the greatest game starting, but four offensive rebounds um, and a couple of assists, you know, plus three on the floor. And and this is against a team who had uh, DeAndre Ayton in the middle. And DeAndre Ayton is himself used to getting a lot of offensive rebounds. Limiting him to three is actually pretty reasonable. You only got three offensive rebounds. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, good. So they're holding them. Um, well, I think all you need to say about this game is you kind of you can stick you can stick with the big boys right until the end. Yeah. And that's where the Raptors are right now. They're yeah, not yeah. they're not good enough to put over the top, but yeah, yeah. as you're sort of hanging with them. Yeah. It's not, not? it's not an embarrassing performance. No, no, it's perfectly all right. Uh, what was pretty embarrassing was the next game. You expect to sort of build build on it. You expect to build on a good performance against the Suns. Uh, you face Detroit. Detroit, of course, at the time, 10 and 31. But they are led by former Raptors coach Dwayne Casey, who, of course, has a vendetta after winning coach of the year and getting fired. We all know the story. Uh, yeah, he, he turned it around. Limited the Raptors to 87 points. 103 to 87. Yeah. And, and unbelievable. Unbelievably poor from the Raptors. On, on, on our lovely walk through Pimlico, um, I was actually discussing Detroit's uh, trade package that they actually put up for Simmons. But it basically consisted of some of the guys who um, performed well in this game. So we had uh, Sadiq Bey uh, from the shooting forward position. Like, he looks like a really good young player. Um, I think the two main young guys this team is focusing on in terms of like looking at their future plans is obviously Cade Cunningham and um, uh, what was the uh, guard's name? Um, 
we were discussing him on the way here. Young guard for Detroit. Killian? Yeah, Killian Hayes. Killian Hayes, Hayes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did he get any minutes in this game? Yeah, 26. Didn't 26 terrible, minutes, yeah. Well, five points. Um, he is like a defensive first guard for the most part. Um, but yeah, so they're focusing on those two guys. Um, but yeah, a bunch of young ballers, basically. And obviously, Jeremy Grant leading them. So... Um, he didn't even play this game. That's he, how bad it was. Yeah, Trey like, Lyles off the bench, 21. That was really disappointing. That was a killer. Um, I look at how we shot terribly from three again, 28%. Yeah. I think I think this game was a mix, though, of maybe just one team just being up for it. Yeah. You know, you roll up against Detroit, you expect to win, of course. But we say Dwayne Casey probably spent weeks preparing for the Raptors. Yeah, this, I mean, with a, team, with a team like Detroit where you're tanking, you can you can afford some wins. And he's like, let's try these are the teams we're going to try. Yeah, we'll, we'll have a rest against Milwaukee. Yeah. We'll have a rest against the Suns. Raptors, we're gonna... bring everyone out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Let's yeah. go. Uh, but yeah, less, less said about that game, the better, really. No real performance. I mean, you can kind of expect... It's nice you can expect 25 from Bangley and Siakam. But, but these are the kind of games we were having at the start of this year where we were just losing, to, like, and not even in close games, to teams mm. we should be comfortably beating. Yeah. I saw this box score result and I thought, oh, I, I can't believe it. After the stretch of games we've had prior to this, like, yeah, this was the most disappointing... This is the most disappointing game we've had in like yeah twenty games I'd say because we have been on the up and up so yeah hopefully it's just a small blip on the radar I, I hope it's not gonna have many more games like this against like the bottom feeding teams but again it did prove to be I mean they came out with a massive massive response against the Bucks yeah and I think this was a lesson in how to defend Giannis yeah actually because you look at it and okay it's fine you look at the box score and you don't expect it seventeen out of seventeen free, free throws. throws yeah he's not Firstly, gonna do that every night he's not gonna do any but even then. He made 100% and they still lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can force him to the line. And and a ca- little caveat there, a lot of the fouls he was getting, especially towards the end of the game, were just simply him trying to bulldoze the defence and he they were superstar calls. He wouldn't get them uh, if he was a normal player or maybe uh, in the playoffs he wouldn't get them. Yeah. So that's how to deal with Giannis. You know, you just put loads of bodies on him. I mean, this is what we tried to do to LeBron back in the day. Yeah. Just didn't yeah. Bite well. You just throw bodies, keep throwing. No, I don't think we ever did it to LeBron to the same extent, honestly. Because uh, because obviously LeBron's more like such a visionary passer. Like, it's not such a astute strategy, I'd say. I mean, the the year we did it with Kawhi against Yanis, good God, like Kawhi was on him the whole time and we'd very often bring double teams, wouldn't we, yeah. to Yanis. So I think we given we really focus on him more than any other player ever like Giannis what I noticed from the highlights as well is the help was later on so usually at the start of the season we were discussing if you double it gave them a chance to pass out yeah, of yeah. The, into, into an open corner basically yeah, yeah, now, yeah. the teams are shooting record threes this game though the help came much later so it gave Giannis much less reaction time to be able to throw out and oh. so he was forced to drive so you'll have Ananobi coming just when he's entering the paint, maybe. Yeah, and so right. it makes it. So the other gets in a test, he gets a free throw, but he doesn't get time to pass it out. So I think that was much more effective. That kind of yeah, shows yeah. Nick Nurse's rotations. Yeah, um, that's actually a really good point because um, again, one team that do this really well again are the Suns. They're really good at trapping people beyond the three-point line. So they trap, the, especially with somebody like say Mikael Bridges, massive length. So they trap really effectively and make it so that there's limbs in the way and it's just hard to pass out. Um, but the, I think the mistake we were making at the start of the year, we were like doubling guys like in that in-between space, not quite deep in deep position in the post, but just a bit further beyond, let's say at the top of the key, we would double players then. And when we do that, like you said, early, they have all the time in the world just to pick out the corner three-point passer. Um, 
So I I didn't see too much of this game, but um, if you are, you said you observed that they came late with the doubles. So clearly, yeah. um, that's obviously going to be a more effective strategy. It's a, it shows a bit more patience as well, no. doesn't it? Yeah. You see Yanis, and you don't immediately panic and go right. We need three people on him. Just take our time. If he is then getting past his man, then bring the help defense over. But and it's fine because you know he nailed seventeen out of seventeen, but he shot six from seventeen. Yeah, that's very low for yeah. his standards anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, on the Raptor side, though, I mean, this is one of Siakam's best games because um, he scored thirty, but these assist numbers are just flying at the minute, and he's being so so sensible, especially when he's forced to handle, you know, when Van Vliet's rare minutes off. Of course, they're not playing. Flynn or Banton. Wow. So it's yeah. Siakam with the responsibility when Van Vliet's off. But Essentially, he's, he's again, an eight, seven man rotation. They didn't give many. Yeah, shout out to Champagny. I mean, you talk about offensive rebounds. Six off the bench for Champagny. Yeah. You know, in 12, in 12 in total. So that that kind of hustle is doing it. I mean. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean he's just pointing to Watanabe's stats again. Oh my goodness, zero 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 zero. That's a Tony Snell stat line. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you only have five minutes, but that's still yeah. appalling. Well, he's getting his five minutes cardio right? in the evening. Like, <laughs> give him a break. <laughs> Maybe he ran a mile, didn't he? His yeah, five probably. Minute, yeah, five minute mile. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's bad. But no, that's I, one thing that is com- uh, coming out for me as well, like. Milwaukee usually have a very solid bench, and they've only got 16 points off their bench. Like the. I've been really hard on David, um, David Nora for some reason I thought his name was I'm, I'm not actually sure what his uh, first name is but Nora young guy I think they drafted him was it last year yeah, yeah um, 45th uh, pick yeah no he, good like good size like he's got good skills for a big man as well uh, good um, good hands good passing um, so he had zero points he got a game. similar stat line to Watanabe <laughs> uh, yeah very similar I mean Rodney Hood had a stinker uh, Dante DiVincenzo who is in my opinion probably their best bench player um, I've, I'm, I've always been really high on him um, he had three points this game so yeah um, against a pretty experienced bench at this point the likes of Grant Hill uh, Grant Hill George Hill for example um, they've got good experience and we basically shut their bench down so again we, we do struggle against other teams' benches as well yeah, like I mean, because it'll be our it'll be our bench against their bench. Well, it's main, well, it's mainly because our bench doesn't play enough minutes. I mean, no, the starters yeah. are playing forty minutes every game, yeah. so it kind of makes sense. But one thing I was really happy with this game is this was the first. So this is the last time we'll play the Bucks this season. But the other two games, the Bucks felt it was completely fine to rest Giannis. Mm. Maybe their teams are starting to take the Raptors a bit more seriously now, right, and they right, see what right. happens. And you know, this it's the blueprint of how I think to beat. A player with uh, a team with one dominant player. Mm. So I'm looking forward to maybe the next matchup against Embiid mm. and people like that, and see what happens there. <laughs> I know it's a different style. But let's, let's not wish for Embiid. Let's not I wish, think. of course, especially when we don't have anyone of six nine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. But anyway, it's a big, big, big performance. Um, it wasn't wasn't followed up in the next couple of games. Miami, of course, uh, was meant to be the return of Kyle Lowry, but he did not play for personal reasons. What personal reasons they are? He can't. He just can't. Doesn't want to score against his old team. Does he? <laughs> there's some. There's some things he wants to wait for his ring. I think when he next plays in Toronto, uh, that will be in on the thirtieth. So next week. Oh wow. Um, there will be no fans, of course, because of Ontario's current COVID restrictions. So he doesn't really want to get the ring with no fans. So I think he might be out for that game as well. Apologies. Why is he getting the ring so late? Um, sorry, not the ring. Sorry, it's just his return. Just his return to Toronto. Oh, right. His first game. Right, he doesn't right, want right. it to be in front of no fans. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm, th- I'm thinking about Danny Green, like <laughs> who still hasn't got his ring, by the way. What? Really? Yeah. He has- 
What's that about? He's missed every game in Toronto since 2019. I did not know that was the protocol. It's a meme, yeah. No, no, as in, is that how it works? Yeah, so you have to go back. To, usually it's done when you go back to the city with a different team and then you collect the ring. Oh, God. Yeah, and he hasn't <laughs> been there yet. So it's been well, a Well, not even for a family holiday. I mean, you think... You, <laughs> you think, no, you think, no. If he wants to collect it on the court, he has to do it when things get back to normal in Ontario, which is probably never. Yeah. But no, this... Um, I don't, I don't really know what to think of this game in the end. Obviously, Miami are like top four seed. Yeah. They're playing extremely well. You have six man of the year, Tyler Harrow. Yeah, I mean, you have, and, they're, and they're really deep. Really, really deep yeah. in terms of rotation. Our Raptors, I think, actually offensively played a really good game. Mm. Uh, you know, you have Siakam 18. You have Boucher off the bench with 23. Van Vliet 22. Scotty Barnes found a bit of form uh, with the 16. And Ananobi 14. It wasn't, this was a six-man no rotation. I mean, I know, I know, but no Gary Trent. Yeah, but you, you're asking for injuries at this point, aren't you? Yeah. And we are. can't afford to lose either Siakam, Freddie, or Adenobi, in my opinion. Like, yeah, they they basically are big three. Would you call us a big four? Maybe, maybe not with Scotty Barnes, but not not now, not now. Yeah. Let's leave yeah. off the hype. Let's leave yeah. off the but hype. Yeah. Like, this mm. Nick Nurse has never ever done this. And no. is it a sign of desperation because he really thinks he needs to do this to get into the play-ins? Like, playoffs, treat yeah. every single, he's treating every single game like a playoff game. I think the so. There's one theory which suggests that the Raptors aren't ready now, but this core, the more it plays with each other, the better, the better it will be in the future. And maybe they'll just get additional bench pieces as it comes. Uh, but again, that's, uh, not, that's not advisable, especially when you say if Fred Van Vliet gets a long-term injury, then what's going to happen I mean you only need to look at the next game against the Dallas Mavericks uh-huh. another loss Van Vliet 42 minutes played he shot 4 from 20 Yeah, that includes 3 for, three for 15 from behind the 3 point arc yeah. but and that's that's not Van Vliet being out of form that's just fatigue should we are you just looking at the, the Slovenian champion there but we've just gone quick another quick tangent about Van Vliet let's just I mean just, just read out his minutes uh, this this from January oh. so 32 39 36 39 44 42 42 41 42 39 this is unheard of in modern he's not NBA. getting a break in the modern NBA to this season especially that's unheard of yeah those kind man of is burning 5-6 thousand calories a day like just just how, how is he how is he surviving well, um, how has he not got injured um, didn't we give a statistic I think it was like 3-4 weeks ago he's run the most in the league this season I'm pretty sure and I think an, another Toronto player was potentially second I can't I can't like say for certain but I think yeah Van Vliet was definitely in the top 3 yeah it's um, interesting he, he said his fitness um, is ridiculous you can see on the court even when he plays these kind of minutes towards the end of the game we, we rely on him as the cut shooter don't we yeah like he is the guy burning even the most energy in the last like two, three, four, five minutes. Um, hustle on the defensive end. He does everything, man. He put it and, a and lot on his shoulders. And a recent interview, he did say, "I'm not playing any minutes. I don't want to play." So it's not like he's being forced yeah, well, in. Of course, he's going to say that. I know that. he's going to say it's that because it's Fred Van Vliet. You expect him to say anything? Well, no, different. maybe maybe he would have said, "Oh, I maybe want to see Malachi Flynn get a chance." I mean, Malachi. I don't know what's going on with Flynn. Yeah, he's not looking good. He, he would have thought he would have been the one like mentoring Flynn a little bit, right? Yeah, uh, but I don't see what's the point right? of even keeping him here. Why isn't he going to the end 905 and just playing a season there? Why is or, he just... Or potentially as part of a trade deadline package. Do you think that would be a consideration? Yeah, we do. well, we're going to do a separate episode on uh, Dragic. But, you know, Dragic, Flynn and a second round pick has been touted as mm. quite an attractive trade prospect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For any team, especially a rebuilding team. 
Yeah. But yeah, the most he got, I mean, is when Raptors were hit with COVID. He played against Philly 32 minutes. Mm. But apart from that, he's just, since since the, since December, really, he's yeah. hardly got any minutes. Yeah. I feel bad for him, but I mean, I guess it's deserved. Um, anyway, let's get into this Dallas game. Let's get into Luca. sorry, first. I mean, that's an absurd performance. We were talking about the blueprint for defending a star player. This wasn't it. This was not it. I mean, how? No, it's, how? I mean, to be fair, it's kind of like a two-man game there. Porzingis with 18 as well. Um, again, I did not manage to see many highlights from this game, but uh, Luke has actually been, I think in the last... I have caught a couple of Maverick games, and he was struggling a little bit, especially when it comes to uh, shooting from uh, beyond three. Mm. The last like, 10 to 15 games, like, you know... Luca, honestly, in like some of the playoff games against the Clippers, like he made the highest degree of difficulty shots I've seen from a superstar player in like a long time. So many ridiculous step back threes. I've watched some of his highlights in the past like ten games. Some of those absurd shots he's just not making at the same rate. But weirdly, as a Maverick fan, you're still comfortable with him taking those shots because he he's shown that he can make it previously. But um, I mean, in this game, he shot four from ten, 10 from three, which obviously that's not a good percentage, forty percent. Um, but yeah, yeah but at the same time he got 41 points 14 rebounds 7 assists I mean he hasn't performed like this many times this year true they, because they've been more um, we did discuss the Mavs and I said they've been more team orientated yeah. they've tried to get the ball out of Luca's hands but then but then look at look at the attempts I mean Maxi Kleber played 25 minutes without scoring a point uh, for Finney Smith and he's nice like, Maxi yeah. Kleber's a nice Finney Smith player. single digits Jalen Brunson single digits yeah I mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on there bench Apart from Tim Hardaway, nothing, nothing from the bench. So. Yeah, I'm, but this might—it might be again a sign of respect towards us because, like, they're like they're playing right. Start. I mean, Lucas playing 42. We talk about Van Vliet's minutes. Luca had to play 42. 42 minutes as well, so, and feeling like he needs to play hero ball potentially in order to beat us. So yeah, um, maybe teams are finally showing us our respect. But again, but the, but you have to admit, 44 that, minutes for Siakam—that's not good. That's not good. I know they're running him to the ground, but you talk about. It's a game of bounces, right? It's a game of moments. I mean, the the if you watch the end of this game, it was really, really I mean, it was 98-100. They're only two points up, 20 seconds to go. Van Vliet had an open three, and we talked about his fatigue. We mm. bricked it. Scotty yeah. Barnes grabbed the offensive rebound, flicked it out to Boucher, another open three. You have two open threes in the last 20 seconds to right, win the game. Right, you, expect, right. you expect one of them. Yeah. So, so I mean, and, and then and then we talk about heroic Raptors performance, like the entire oh, team. Sure, so sure, it's just sure. that it's just that kind of perspective we got to put in as well. Yeah. Ananobi's come back from an injury. Well, not re- recent, recently, but like fairly recently. Forty-three minutes. Not good. It's not a good idea. No, but again, I think he was. I'm right in saying maybe he was treated quite carefully on his initial return and then brought back. Um, I mean, he was. He hasn't played too many too many games. Um, at least in December, he was played, played hardly any games. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's played sort of in the, kept his minutes in the thirties up, up until the last couple of games. There was yeah, a, a discussion we'll actually. We'll I mean, I'm just crossing my fingers. Like, I'm obviously not hoping any of these guys injured. And, and but I'm they not. will. You know they will. Yeah, One of course of them, they will. Yeah. We've had injury problems for the past like three years. Yeah. Constantly, we've had like like some of our main guys being out. So so, so is this a message from Nick Nurse to the front office just before the trade deadline, saying, "Get me some bench help." Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. get 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 rid of get rid of Dragic and Flynn or something, and get me a couple of useful bench. I players. mean, we, we were expecting, of course, everyone knows we were expecting Dragic to be traded at the start of the season. Yeah, and that never materialised. But, so. but do you remember what happened last year? I mean, last year the Raptors had a decent bench, but of course, then I believe we traded away like a couple of bench pieces for second round picks. Like we traded away Matt Thomas, 
we yeah. traded away. Who's um, a, I think he's having a fairly decent year this J- year. Is it Jalen Harris we traded away? Yeah, I think we tra- Jalen Harris, of course, is on a one-year NBA suspension. Um, so we lost a bench player in that. <laughs> but we traded away a couple of bench pieces then. We haven't really replaced them. Svi has not lived up to standards as yeah. like a sniper. Utah, obviously, has fallen off a bit. It's only Boucher, Champigny and... And, and we've not been hiring Boucher all year either. And yeah, yeah. Boucher, because... Boucher, well, Boucher's improved a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's improved a lot. Yeah, yeah. But no, it's again a sign <laughs> of inconsistency. But um, yeah, let's well, go into our last game. Massive, massive win against the Wizards. Yeah, huge win. Could have been huge bad. Win. And I think we talked about at the start that 10, de- 10 games that sums up the Raptors' season. This is perhaps one of the newest examples of the Raptors actually holding off a resurgence from the other team. They've usually been comebacks or usually been very comfortable blowout wins. But this is finally a game where they just just get a lead in the third and just kind of coast towards the end. It's a bit came it was a bit dangerous. I mean the Wizards outscored them twenty eight to eighteen in the last quarter. But, uh, and I'm they pretty survived. sure uh, and, but two big plays then at the end from Anobi and uh, Barnes. And and that's the thing, was the play you described in the Mavs game, they it was almost exactly the same thing happened, I think. Uh, Van Vliet missed a uh, three-pointer Scotty Barnes I think got the rebound and um, somebody ended up making the shot so again you you described it in the Mavs game you said well it could have very easily gone differently and yeah. this is the game where it did go differently um, but yeah I was uh, I was uh, actually watching the highlights of this game just before we started the podcast I was looking at the Wizards team I like this Wizards team I yeah, like you, this I mean, Wizards you want to go through it I mean it's so stacked Oh, no, it's just, it's I amazing. said to Kamel, they have like eight or nine just very, very solid contributors and good NBA players. I mean, we're struggling to get minutes out of the bench. And meanwhile, they have like Raul Neto playing five. I mean, Raul Neto, how many would he play on the Raptors? I mean, probably, probably 25 minimum. 20 minimum. You have the likes of Thomas uh, Bryan. He looked really good in this game. He played 40 minutes, but I, he, there was like three or four plays. I was like, right, nice footwork in the post. He's their third, like, third centre essentially um, Daniel Gafford I think earlier this year killed us with like 20 points he only had 6 or 8 points this game um, but yeah just did they have uh, Kuzma this game no I don't think they did so they were missing Kuzma as well but um, yeah you have basically a Beal led squad with loads of good pieces around him getting a win away from home against this team I mean we, we've got to discuss Scotty at this point haven't we oh big time I mean there was some notion of him hitting a rookie wall and struggling and I think we discussed touched on this last episode I wonder I wonder who brought that up uh, I mean I think it's legitimate to say I yeah, mean his yeah, start yeah. of January what 13 11 6 11 7 8 yeah. not great yeah. even and he this is the but he turned it around against the Wizards highest ever score 27 and one thing I noticed particularly is his it's his touch around the rim he didn't actually score any threes this game but it's touch around the rim and someone observed this that Shots that were looking like they were going to roll around the rim were going in. And that's a sign of a beautiful soft touch. Compared to someone like Precious Achua. <laughs> Are you describing good luck? As that, as no, being... but it, that's a sign of a good touch. Precious Achua does the opposite. Right? All of his shots go in and out. Like, the easiest ones just go in and out. Precious just like, round the rim and in. Well, no, sorry. Uh, Scotty. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's something underrated. This, this is what we call <laughs> tangibles, my friend. <laughs> No oh, joking here, no joking. Yeah, but it's good. He was brilliant. He's praising him for his good luck. I can't. He was brilliant about. around the rim, and yeah, there's just some confidence here, and I really, really like that from Scotty. Um, um, I, I thought our defense this game really stood out. I, it's, it shows ten steals, but um, we were. I was saying to Kamel early, like we were really forcing them to move the ball a lot to find the open man. So like even if we were doubling them in the post, for example, they'd kick out to the first man. We'd have a man ready there to contest. 
then they'd have to pass again, then they'd have to pass it again. When they do get a shot off, it's semi-contested. And that's them executing their play as well as they can. That showed how like, I thought I thought our defence looked very, very good. They ended up shooting 33% from three. Um, I think it's kind of a sign of that. Um, but yeah, I th- I'd say defence in this game. But yeah, we had a couple of 20-point games as well, didn't we, in this one? Yeah, of course. I mean, as we say, we expect it from Skakam and Van Vliet. 25 yeah, right? you yeah, expect yeah, it yeah. so we don't even need to mention that yeah, yeah, yeah. of course Gary Trent finally returned yeah yeah, and yeah. it doesn't show up on the box score but his even his presence even his the way he makes difficult shots it can, it can you know what I mean it can put fear in the opposition well, it can, the, it can the, make him make him the d- defence have to uh, defend him properly yeah, they can't com- go on the screen compared they... to Watanabe yeah 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 right, at the minute of course we don't yeah, need yeah. to crap on Watanabe um, that much but yeah but yeah I think so now we've probably got our Strongest uh, lineup, haven't we? We're just waiting for Ken Birch to get back. Yeah, um, Ken Birch broken nose. Wait for him. Um, and yeah. let's let's just rounding things up. Let's just look forward to what games we have coming up. Yeah, so uh, we will get Samuel Jeffries on the podcast next time. <laughs> hey. Talk about his favorite Portland. He, by the way, he is now resigned to the fact that they are tanking. Uh, I think anyone without the Lillard... Uh, was, he, was, he, was he in uh, denial? Before? He was in denial, pure denial. He was like, no, flying ant will get us back into the playoffs, <laughs> but no, sorry, sorry. We, anyway, we'll discuss more of that later. Then it's a couple of really big East... Well, four... Sorry, eight massive Eastern Conference games. We'll discuss after the first four, but we've got the Hornets, Chicago, the Heat, the Hawks, the Heat again, <laughs> Chicago, and then the Hawks again. And then Charlotte again. So these are all playoff East teams oh, that you've got to face. God. So we still, we'll start with Portland. You've got to chalk that up as a W. Go 22 and 20. <laughs> then again in those next... So we'll probably uh, maybe cut, do a cutoff after the next four games or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But next, I mean, you've week, got, yeah, I guess, in those, on those seven difficult games, maybe you're looking to win three. Yeah. Minimum, right? yeah, three, and we three. said that about the last six. I think this middle stretch of the season, yeah, this is gonna. You've got to deal with it because then remember after you've got OKC, you've got Houston, you've got you New, know, Orleans, New Orleans, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. mean, but then again, what we said is no team in the East is easy this year. It's no, a no, wide no. open bloodbath. No, no, no. You know, it's only Orlando really that you've got. Who's <laughs> yeah. a free win? Of course, for us, not even Detroit's a free win, right? So. Oh god. Don't make it easy on ourselves. But uh, when's when's All Star? Like discussions happening. When is the All Star? All Star. So this episode, uh, by the end of the day of the time of this episode recording, All Star voting will have ended. Ah. Um, and I'm sure they everyone got in. Who who are you telling everyone to vote? We're for telling last everyone week? to Bandley and Siaka. Right, of course, right, right. And we got thank you to all of those who voted on our Twitter. We got loads of retweets from you guys, ah. which is actually really nice. Um, and yeah, we, we did our little bit and they climbed up the ranks. They're now in seventh in front court and guard, respectively. So they, there's a chance they make There's it. a chance, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Because of course, 50, only 50% is fans voting. Then you've got 25% media, 25% coaches. Yeah, so yeah. they won't make starters, of course. But, you know, alongside DeRozan, uh, who's going to be starting comfortably, they're going to hopefully be pipped as themselves. Oh, that'll be nostalgic. Yeah. I think Van Vliet's going to be... Van Vliet deserves it probably the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shekham yeah, yeah. is a nice addition. He's playing beautifully, but Van Vliet's nice. Um, but yeah, also voting's ending tonight. So get your final votes in. And yeah, we might, we we might discuss that in a future episode as well. Indeed. Uh, but for now, yeah, let's hope for a chalk up a W against Portland and then, then starts the real business business end of the season, as we like to say in basketball cliches. Yeah. All right, we'll see you next, uh, next time. Enjoy yourselves, everyone.